I feel the Lord wants me to do this morning is to give you a practical teaching. I can give a teaching on worship, which I plan to do, but I don't think the Lord wants us to do that this morning. We'll do worship after what I'm going to speak about now. Practical, to give you a practical understanding of the function of the soul and how in this fallen world, our soul uh, becomes inordinate or gives the mind and the will and the emotions to wrong things and therefore our soul becomes unrecognisable. And Christ has come so that there is holiness in our soul. So I'm going to give a very specific practical teaching to help us overcome what is in our souls so that we truly can worship God. See, Joe and I have, you know, born Catholic, uh, very good Catholic families. This is our testimony. I'm not a theologian. I haven't studied, okay? But I've been a person of prayer since I was a little girl. I've, as Joe explained, I, we have, we work with a lot of people. And this is what I primarily do is that I work with people in helping them understand what is happening in their souls. As long as speaking with Godfrey this morning, he wants to do a PhD on something like this. <laughs> so this is my ignorant, illiterate way and simple way of helping you understand to overcome so you can stand in your authority. But Joe and I have a similar testimony. We went to confession. We went to Mass. We prayed the rosary. Wonderful things. We had family prayer. We, um, we had catechesis at school. Had, I had wonderful teachers in the Ursuline nuns. But I didn't have the power to overcome sin in my life because I needed baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, sacramentally, that was done. Positionally, that was done. But I was not aware of it and I wasn't tapping into it like tapping into electricity. You've got to put the plug in and turn the switch on for something to happen. That didn't happen to me. So I was living a life, an external life of doing all the right things, sacramental life, la 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 la, okay? But I didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit to change my life. I thought wrongly, I acted wrongly, I felt bad. And why was that? And so I could praise the Lord or I could do all those things, but I really wasn't connecting with the Holy Spirit, and I certainly wasn't being changed. And that's why Joe and I are so big on baptism of the Holy Spirit to transform our lives. Okay, so I'm going to try and teach you very practically. Um, Joe, how much time do I have, by the way? What? Just go? Just go. Okay, all right. I'm going to try and teach you very, very simply. Okay.
And in order to do that, I'm going, as you know, we're triune beings. Spirit, soul, and body. And we understand, as Catholics, okay, that this, that the soul is made up of the will, the mind, and the emotions. Okay? And part of the mind is our ability to remember, our imagination, okay, our memory, our ability to um, have knowledge, counsel, wisdom, understanding, all that here in the mind. I'm just going to make it very, very simple. Okay. And this audience <coughs> talks about the soul as being the will, the mind, and the emotions. John of the Cross spoke about that. Um, okay, and as Catholics, we understand that our spirit is joined to our soul. We talk about it being a spiritual soul. Okay? I'm going to leave that for the sake of teaching. Okay? This is all for the sake of teaching. And I'm just going to talk about the function of the soul. Okay? Function of the soul here. Okay, so we've got the will. And with the will, we choose the mind, as I explained to you what the mind is, and the emotions. Okay. So my story is, and everybody's story is, is as Joe explained last night, when we're born into this world, am I okay, Francesca? When we are born into this world, we are born into a fallen world with fallen parents. God creates us perfection. The beauty of the soul created in his image. Absolute perfection. With an ability to commune with God the Father. Born into a fallen world. How many of us here have children or grandchildren? How do children primarily function? From the emotions. Okay. When a child is born, that is the most mature part of the brain, the emotions. This has to be developed, the mind, the will has to be trained. But the emotions, whoo! We've got seven grandchildren, and they can go through seven emotions in five minutes. <laughs> Temper tantrums, joy, okay? Now, if we don't have good parents, like parents, families, to train us in our thinking and in our will, we get stuck in negative emotions from the time that we're children. Has anybody ever seen anybody who's a grown adult but very immature emotionally? It's us too. Okay? So we get stuck in our negative emotions. Now, it's nobody's fault. This is fallen nature. Our fallen parents, we get missed. We get misunderstood. We feel rejected. We feel condemned. We feel guilty. Okay? We, there's lots of feelings that we have. But the problem is, is that when a child is very young, a child is egocentric, which means that they only think about themselves. Thinking... They only think about themselves. And so if their feeling is negative, 
They've got, if, if parents aren't bringing them back to the heart of joy, they start to think negatively about themselves because they're egocentric. So what happens, okay, just say a child perceives that, um, that they're rejected, that they're not loved. Because children, again, children are black and white in their thinking. I'm loved, I'm not loved. They don't understand. Mum's got to um, go into the next room or mum's got to cook the dinner or dad's got, got to go back to work. Children don't understand that. They just know I'm loved, I'm not loved. Okay, and if they can't communicate that with the parents, then they start to think negatively about themselves. So the thinking is, let me get some things here. Okay, the thinking is, I'm not loved. Then the thinking is, I'm unlovable. Then the thinking is, there must be something wrong with me. Okay, now we remain in that thinking if there's not intervention of the Holy Spirit, we remain in that thinking which is attached to the negative emotion all our life. And so when we come to praise the Lord, the voice that's speaking to us is this voice because it's attached to the negative emotion. Just put your hand up and ask questions if you're not following me. I'm really trying to help you here. Okay. This is everybody's story, by the way. Mm -hmm. okay, I'm just speaking about the feeling of feeling, the feeling of being rejected. Now, is there a problem with feeling rejected? Can you repeat it again? Which, which one did you say? Okay, so when a child feels rejected, if they don't have parents to love them and help them and grow in understanding, they develop their own mindset about their perception of the situation. Thank you for asking the question. So when we develop our own mindset, this is the mindset we, that we have. I'm not loved. My parents don't love me. My parents have left me alone. I feel rejected. Well, I am, I'm, I'm unlovable. You know, there must be something wrong with me. This is the thought process that a little child, nobody's, it's nobody's fault. This is just what happens in a fallen world. That's what a child thinks, okay? Um, so, is it wrong to feel rejected? And these people aren't allowed to answer either because these are some of my counsellees. Um, is it wrong to feel rejected? Not really. No, it's a feeling. I can feel rejected by Mari today. She never does, by the way, but I can feel rejected. It's okay to have feelings. God's made us feeling beings. Okay? Neither here nor there to feel rejected. Okay, but but what's the problem here? It's the mindset. Is that truth compared to the word of God? No. It's a lie. It's a lie. That's not true. The child is not rejected. The child is not unlovable. Now, as the child develops and grows in intellectual understanding, 
that thinking that was formed as a child has to be managed. And this is where, you, sorry, that uh, um, it has to be managed. So the older we get, the more sophisticated we become, the more this mindset grows. And everybody does different things. But let me explain this. But what some people do do is that this feeling of rejection is so strong in the child they make up their mind that they never, ever, ever, ever want to go to that place of feeling rejected again. The spiritual fathers call this the place of death. It's a deathless death. When you feel like that, you don't want to live. Now, you don't want to live. Spiritual fathers call it a place of deathless death. And so you can't die because we're created to live forever. Are you with me? Can't die. And so we've got to keep managing this feeling because we never ever want to go back to that feeling because the egocentric child thinks that feeling is them. But it's not them. That's the lie that they believe. And hence this fortress of thinking that grows and grows as we get older and the place of iniquity is back in time when we were a child with a negative feeling. You got me? Okay, so let's have a look at this thinking. How does it um, align with the Word of God? It doesn't. It's a lie. So, we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Is this truth? No. No. So what's the foundation of this soul? A lie. And self. Okay? And it's, then it becomes sinful self-protection. This soul is protecting themselves. Without the Spirit of God, without the truth of God, this soul is protecting itself. And we've got this fortress of thinking. Okay. Then what happens is that as that person gets older, they need to find comfort in things. What sort of things do you think that person would find comfort in? Yeah, like drugs, drugs, drink, smoking. Okay, so the person starts to use their creative mind. So we get lost in computer games, we get lost in drink, we get lost in drugs. Anything to drown the lie that rejection is me. Anything to avoid that feeling of the deathless death. Anything. And so management, management, management. So who's Lord of this person's life? Me. Who's Saviour of this person's life? Me. That's my story. It's everybody's story. I'm just talking about rejection here. Okay, there are other feelings that we experience as children. Okay, that we are locked into. I've forgotten your name. Lawrence. Okay, very good question. I try and get people to understand the reality of their life. Yes, it was true that did actually happen. That's right. And this is where we need to go through a process of forgiveness for those who have rejected the person. But... 
do we want to stay living back in that place of iniquity that happened many, many years ago when we have the cross of Christ, a wonderful Saviour who saves us out of that? Do we want to stay there? Amen. Okay. And this is where we have to start to exercise our will. So while all this is happening, where's the will? It's weak. It's not functioning. Where's the mind? The true mind is not aligned with God's word. It's darkened. Okay? And then that then gives us a wrong perception of who God is in our life, who Jesus is in our life, and it stops us from receiving the Holy Spirit because we're egocentric and we're centered on me, 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 and my problems, okay, even if it was true. And I know some people do have, you know, uh, trauma, awful things that happen in their life. I've ministered to some people who've had awful things. I sit before them in absolute humility, but a great privilege, and I wonder how they are still alive. Awful, awful things. And many people say to me, why did this happen? I don't understand. I don't know. But we look at the facts, but at the same time, we don't want to stay there because we have a saviour in Jesus Christ. And we need to move off the place of iniquity. There's no timing in God. The Holy Spirit can go back to that time and bring resurrected life in our, in our soul. Is everyone following me? Murray. When you said, could you give some other examples of, of, the, mind, of, of um, the mindsets that can be okay. besides rejection? Yeah, I'll do that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Did someone choose it? What about adopted? Yeah, that's a totally different story, yeah. Because we don't know this story. And this is the wonderful thing too. We And I've worked with adopted children and they, they usually have certain, you know, they have deep rejection. And sometimes we don't know this story. If we do know this story, we can go back through it and pray through it. But sometimes we don't know this story. That's why we as parents have to be vigilant to know what the mindset is. So we don't go for the emotions. We don't go for the behavior. We go for the mindset. That's what we go for. And most times, the person that you're speaking to doesn't know the mindset because it's at the unconscious level. It's not at the conscious level. Then what happens in life, as we grow up in life, certain things trigger off this mindset. Certain things trigger off us coming back to this place of rejection. So we might go to work, we might feel rejected. We might get married, there might be behaviour in our, in our um, spouse that causes us to feel rejected. It's a triggering point that brings us back to this place of iniquity. And God allows that to happen because he loves us. He doesn't want us to function with this mindset, with this fortress that we've built to protect ourselves. He doesn't want that. He wants to invade that. He's come to save us from that wrong thinking. Because what happens, this is the other thing, with that mindset, okay, we then um, align ourselves with wrong things. That's what I was speaking about. We align ourselves with wrong things. So when we give ourselves to drugs, to drink, pornography, all those things that bring comfort, uh, pornography, um, video games, all those things, we then, I need another chair. Uh, that's okay. Here, let's just bring up the, yeah. 
we then align ourselves with this way, Harry. We then align ourselves with demonic power. And we're in agreement with that. We're in agreement with, as Joe said last night, the accuser of the brethren. He's accusing us. We're in agreement with the father of lies. We believe in what he's saying. Where's our memory? It's darkened. Okay? Where's our understanding? Not there. Where's our wisdom? Where's our counsel? Not there. Because we're listening to this voice. We're not listening to the word of God. We're not listening to the voice of the Father. We're not remembering who we are. A child of God in beauty and perfection. So no matter what's happened in our life, doesn't matter how bad it is, this is the spiritual life. And we do need to forgive those who have abused us. Okay? And so we're aligned with this thinking. And what happens there when we make an agreement is that we give authority to that. Do you remember in the scripture, um, Satan said, all authority has been given to me. I think it's in Mark. It's been given to me. Because that's what we do. In, that's what Adam and Eve did in their ignorance, in their selfishness, in forgetting who they were in God. They chose to listen to the evil one. And that's exactly what we do. Now, we don't do it in all our life. This is the area, just the area of rejection. And so authority is given there. And so when it comes time for me to pray, where's my authority? I'm not joined to the Spirit of God. I'm not joined to truth. I'm not joined, I'm not aware of who I am. So I can't stand because this is what I'm joined to. And I'm just going to stop there for a minute if anybody's got any questions. Sorry. It's, yes. If a woman is pregnant and the doctor will tell her or somebody will tell her, you're going to have a son. And immediately the mother rejects. Yes. No, I'm not having my son. Yes. Okay, so that's how rejection comes in, even even the babe in the womb. Can you always repeat the question? Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the, that's the babe in the womb. Rejection happens even there. That's right. Satan's very unfair, okay? And he comes in like a shot. Very legalistic. If he can move in there, he does. That's right. Yes, that's right. And what happens to a child? Again, this is the thinking. Now, I'm just speaking generally. But a, a baby needs to be attached rightly to the mother. If there's not right attachment, the child thinks that there is something wrong with them. Um, they, they cannot accept their gender, their personality, their gifting. Okay? And, and this is where, when they agree with the rejection, this is where a spirit of death can enter also. Everybody's different. Everybody does different things. I'm just speaking very generally to answer your question. But yes, there's an unfairness of Satan even back into the, um, the, the child growing in the womb. Okay, but we can overcome. 
Okay, so let's talk about another emotion. What could be another emotion that particularly um, relates to Maltese people? Anger. 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 Self-pity. Okay, let's do anger. Okay. So, actually, this usually goes with rejection. If a child is rejected, okay, there's anger. Now, is there anything with feeling angry? No. No, not at all. Jesus got angry. Okay. It's right to get angry sometimes. Okay, but it's the mindset. Okay, so when we stay in the anger, okay, and then there's a fortification in the mind, so the mind's not aligned with God's word, it's aligned to the anger. It's aligned to the emotion. Okay, what would be, what would be the thinking of anger? See, see, it's like at the unconscious level. To get revenge, yeah. It's not fair. Aggression. Yeah, but what's the thinking? Very good. Yeah, yeah. You can think I'm right. You're wrong. And an anger usually has this mindset: it blames. You're wrong. You've done me wrong. You rejected me. I'm right, you're wrong. And so anger has, um, sort of has, is, is, is expressed externally, where it blames the person who hurt them, that's anger, okay? Or, what else does it do? Self-comfort. 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 I, I can't understand. Correct. Yes, that can enter. It feels sorry for itself. That's right. This is all the mindset of anger. Okay. But what I think a lot of Maltese people suffer from is depression. Mm-hmm. Now, depression is where anger blames itself. They feel it's their fault. They're angry at themselves. You got me? And when you're angry at yourself, do you like yourself? No. You do not like yourself. And then we have self-hatred. Who are we joined to? Him. Yeah. The father of lies. And you can come to a beautiful meeting like this. We can give you a beautiful teaching. And you can walk out that door and still have your anger, your depression, and your rejection. Are we living? Are we worshipping the Lord in spirit and in truth? No. No. We might be worshipping the Lord in spirit, but certainly not in truth. Because who's Lord of my soul? Me. I am. And I'm aligned to demonic power because I believe the lies about myself. And so when I look at myself, I'm looking at myself through the eyes of that mindset. That mindset dictates my behaviour how I relate to people or don't relate to people, how I attach or don't attach to people, and it affects my ability to remember who I am, a child of God in beauty and perfection, who is the carrier of grace and the Holy Spirit. And I forget who God is in my life. He is my Father, the lover of my soul. He loves my soul. He doesn't hate me. He loves my soul. 
And more importantly, he has sent Jesus Christ to lay down his life because he chose love every time in temptation. Every time he chose love. Every time he was God-directed, word-directed, spirit-led. He is the perfect human being. 